Praise you, Lord, I praise you. Oh, I praise you. Yes, I praise you. How I praise you, my precious Lord. I love you, Lord, I love you. Oh, I love you. Yes, I love you, Lord, I love you, my lovely Lord. You are worthy, Lord, you're worthy. So you're worthy, so worthy. Oh, you're worthy, most holy Lord. Oh, the heavens and be to God. We'll pray one more time for the Word of God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, once again. Thank you for leading us, Lord. Thank you for the worship time. Thank you, Father, for giving us, Lord, the privilege, Lord, to come near you, to fellowship with Almighty God. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the privilege to fellowship with one another, Lord, in your presence. Help us, Lord, to shut down, Lord, everything of us that we may hear you open to heaven, Lord. Descend, Lord, upon your power, Father, with your power, Lord, upon your people. Thank you for your precious word. Thank you, Lord. Your word you've magnified above all your name you said. Father in heaven, help us to have hearts to listen to your voice. That we may be victorious all the way, Father. Regaining everything, Father, that we may have lost, Gaining everything you have for us, Lord. Thank you, Father. Help us, Lord, not to be like the old generation that died, Father, in the wilderness. And repeatedly, Lord, you had to punish them, Lord, and purge them because they were stiff-necked people. Lord, and you hoped for the new generation, Lord, that they would not be like the old. Help us, Father, to be, to be like those who had faith when they went to the places you sent them, Lord saying that our, with God all things are possible. Through our God we shall do valiantly. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord, Father. Thank you, Lord. Speak through your Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Overcoming demons on the pathway to spiritual victories. Overcoming demons on the pathway to spiritual victories. As we know, before we are saved, all of us were under satanic domination, under the grip of the evil one. Uh, Timothy chapter 2 and verses 24-26 says this, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if peradventure, God will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So here clearly it says that those who are in the world, those who are not saved, are in the, the snare or entrapped 
under the bondage in slavery to the evil one. That's all they know. All they know is to do their father's will, who is the devil. This is what the Lord Jesus told those Pharisees, that you do the will of your father, the devil, his lusts, the wrath, the lies, the murder, everything that the devil has, they were fulfilling. And so do people today who don't know the Lord. And the Lord comes to us and reminds us that this is where we were. We used to be under satanic domination. The devil had us believing that we were in control, when in actuality he was in control, manipulating us every step of the way. But for the grace of God, we would have perished and been destroyed by the devil a long time ago. But the grace of God has appeared to us and set us free from captivity to Satan. This is life before being saved. But did you know that after we're saved, the Christian still faces the enemy and various demonic influences? When the Lord sets us on the pathway to glory, the demons are watching every step of the way, seeking to influence us so as to derail us from that path of glory that the Lord has for us. So there are many, many warnings in the Old Testament, numerous cautions in the New Testament also, and clear instructions and commandments that we can follow in order to overcome the devil and all of his underlings, the demons that are dispatched by him to attack us on the road to victory. The satanic deception that comes after salvation, after one is saved, takes four primary pathways or means. And his operations, the devil's operations, are based on lies, they're based on fear, they're based on temptation, and they're based on deviation from the divine order. These are the four ways in which the devil and his demons can come to the Christian to cause them to stumble and to fall and to miss the glory of God. God has still given us the responsibility, the obligation to be spiritually vigilant, to let no man take our crown to let nothing hinder us on the way to victory. So it's still our choice. God gives us everything necessary, but it's up to us to listen to His Word to see how exactly the devils can be influencing, influencing or seeking to influence us on our path to victory. So the first thing is, His operations, just as His nature is, based on lies. What do we mean by that? These lies. Well, the devil has tricks to seduce the Christian, to surrender the victory and the blessing of God from the beginning. When we become born again, we do not evolve or slowly come to take our position and be accepted with Christ. The Word of God says, the moment we believe, which means we have obeyed the gospel, placed wholehearted trust in the Lord, surrendered everything to Him, 
The moment we have taken Christ as our Savior, truly. That is the moment at which we are justified and fully a child of God. There is no evolution to become a child of God or to become accepted. The moment the Lord's blood is made good to our souls, we are in right standing with God. So we begin with a place of victory. We start off with victory. That is how the Lord launches us out into the world. Contrary to a human baby, a spiritual newborn, a Christian, has all the power necessary resident within him or her to overcome the world. The physical child, the human being, has some immunity but it's still underdeveloped. It has to keep developing. The Lord starts us off with everything necessary. What we need to do is appropriate everything the Lord has given. It's a matter of learning who we are, our identity in Christ, what we have, and how to use that against the enemy. So this deception of Satan after salvation can come first as an operation based on lies. So he brings lies to work in our mind, to come to our ears. Perhaps we read something or watch something. That's all based on lies. The devil seeks to introduce primarily confusion as to our identity in Christ. It's when we don't know or are not clear or are confused about who we are in Christ that we can begin to doubt whether we can have victory. So that is the first part or point at which he attacks. He wants to make us doubt who we are. And of course, by making us doubt who we are, he's actually making us doubt who God is. Because in the Garden of Eden, the devil did not come immediately and say, Eve, you are not who you say you are or who God says. He came and attacked God's person and vice versa. He'll do one of two things. But the ultimate goal is to make us to doubt God and doubt our identity in Christ, our salvation. So he wants us to, knowing that we have the victory from the beginning, to surrender that victory. So constantly he's working at that through lies. He comes and says to us that we need to have certain things in this life in order to feel that we are sufficient. If we don't have certain things in this life, in this world, then we don't have uh, a right standing in life. If we don't have certain positions, if we don't have power, if we don't feel good, if we don't have the praise of people, the approval of the world, then we are not really worth that much. So the first lie is, that God did not make you sufficient. You need other things to make you feel good, to make you feel like you belong. But that is the lie from the devil. Because the Word of God says, in Colossians 2, 9 and 10, For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. So the Lord Jesus is the head over every single thing in the universe. 
He is the head. And the Word of God says that we are complete in the Lord Jesus Christ. If we are complete, there's no reason for us to feel incomplete or inadequate. But this is exactly what the devil says. He comes to influence us through people, through the media, through our feelings, through our human weaknesses, that is the limitations of the body, through this world's uh, fallen system in government, the earth itself decaying and disintegrating, all of these things that are around, the devil wants us to make us feel, wants to make us feel that we are connected with the things that are failing, therefore we must be a failure, unless we have other things to substitute to make us feel better. And that's a lie from the enemy. So the Christian needs to guard his mind. He needs to guard his mind so that he knows that he is absolutely secure. She knows that she is absolutely joyful and happy and peaceful in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God says, we used to be failures. We used to be despised. We used to be weak. We used to be ignoble. But now the Lord has given us power, nobility, every good thing in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6, 11 says, And such were some of you. You used to be despised, weak, ignoble, poor. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. This is what the Word of God says. As a Christian, I have been chosen, I have been washed, I have been sanctified, I have been justified. I belong to God, I am in perfect standing with the Lord. This is how we start off in the Christian life. A place of victory. So my security is in Christ. Anything that comes to attack that security draws me away to look at the world or the things in the world or the temporal things. Those are all satanic seductions. Ephesians 2.14 says, He is our peace. We cannot get peace from this world or from things in this world. But the Lord is our peace. That is our foundation. The devil seeks to attack the very foundations to make us to give up. But when we remind ourselves in the Word of God that He is our peace, He is our joy, the unspeakable joy. He is the head over all and we are complete in Him. Then we don't have to feel inferior. We don't have to feel as a failure. We don't have to look for other things to give us moral support or good standing in this life. We have Jesus Christ. He is over all. 1 Peter 1.8 says this, Whom having not seen, that is Jesus Christ, ye love, in whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. He is the reason and the object of our faith. He is our joy. He is 
the fullness of glory. He's everything. The Lord Jesus is everything to us. So we have no lack so that the devil cannot come and seduce us into looking elsewhere as Lot did. When Abraham was in the perfect place where God wanted him, and Lot was in the perfect place also, right with his uncle who had faith, who was going to be, uh, who was actually called of God to be the progenitor of millions of people, kings. Lot was privileged to stay there, but he looked elsewhere at what this world had to offer, and he got seduced away, and he paid dearly for that. But the Lord says, we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. We need to know that we are content in Christ, we have everything in Him. Our great privilege is to find out all of the riches in Christ, to stay close with Him, so we don't get tricked or duped by the devil. So the first operation of the devil is to Christians. This is after salvation. To bring back the lies that were dominating us while we're in the world, that we need things, position, power, even people to make us feel good, accepted, secure, happy, peaceful. When the Lord is all of that, that security, the peace, the joy, the love, the happiness, everything. Why do we need a substitute? It is the Lord who is our life, not the world. So we need to stand on that ground and we have the power and authority to resist the devil every time he comes around. You notice in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, when the Lord Jesus was tempted of the devil after fasting for 40 days, it says the devil, after he was defeated by the Lord Jesus, he left him for a season. So he may come around again with the same things. Because he knows that if we're not grounded, we may fall for that. But if we're grounded, and our foundation is firm in the Lord's Word, that we know our identity in Christ, then we can't be deceived. We cannot be deceived by the operation of the devil injecting lies into our mind. We'll resist that, and we'll overcome him on that point. The next operation of the devil is an operation based on fear. The devil seeks to control believers through tormenting them. Torment, tormenting them how? Through their past, through the mind, negative thoughts, negative forecasts. He seeks to torment them through their bodies, physical afflictions. There have been cases where believers have been literally pushed by the devil, physically, with physical force. Of course, he's invisible, but he manifested a physical force to push down believers. Other times, he'll inflict them with other various pains, certain disorders, doubts. All of these things are demonic attacks either through the devil, Satan himself directly, or through his underlings in the hierarchy, in the demonic hierarchy, Satan's kingdom, through other demons specifically assigned to that. So if it's not through the lies, it's through the fears. 
the fear of failure, the anxiety about the present, the future, and even the past. The devil seeks to control by tormenting, by manipulating the mind. He seeks to control through causing disorder in the body. If you remember Job, he was physically attacked. In his body, God in his wisdom knew that his blessing on Job's life was enough to overcome the devil. That's exactly what happened. But Job had to go through it. As a believer, we have victory in Christ to defeat Satan on this point also. So all those things that are demonically fueled to give us a negative perspective and forecast on our present circumstances, on the future, and trying to bring in the past also, we have to say, but the Word of God says, when the devil brings these lies based on fear and negativity, in Romans 8.28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to the called according to His purpose. This is our weapon. The Word of God to counter the devil's fear tactics, to make us fear. We have to say, Romans 8.37, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us gave Himself for us. The Lord gave Himself for us. He'll give everything with Jesus Christ. So we're not defeated. The Bible doesn't say that a Christian is, is to be defeated. The Lord has no prescription for defeat. He starts us off victoriously and He expects us to go through victoriously. God is very much shocked, disappointed, and grieved if we don't walk in victory. So when God has provided everything for us, it's up to us to find out our identity in Christ, to defeat the lies of our inadequacy or our need for other things, His operation of fear through tormenting the mind, through bringing negative thoughts, negative forecasts or projections about our future, negative things about our present. We don't have enough in the bank. We don't have enough talent. We don't have enough this or that or other thing. When Jesus says, you are complete in me, you are more than a conqueror, everything in your life, I will work together for your good, because you love me. Then we are able to overcome that satanic operation based on fear. The next thing is operation based on temptation. This is the enemy coming. If he can't bring the lies about our identity, if he can't bring us fear tactics through uh, mental or physical torment, affliction, sickness. If He can't defeat us with those things, but we keep holding on faith, and we overcome Him on those points, He'll try to literally entice us to sin, to go after the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. To go after drink, drugs, immorality, Gambling, gambling pride, participating, watching movies, music, all those things that are unholy, unprofitable, those are damaging to our spiritual life. He'll seek us to 
be seduced into actively going after other gods. These are other gods behind the movies. These are demons behind the music, demons behind the fashion, demons behind gambling, drugs, drink, immorality, pride for business, for money. All of these lusts to indulge in self and to be our own gods. Instead of waiting for God to come through for us and lift us up in due season as we humble ourselves under His hand. These are various enticements based on possessions, positions and pride. The devil comes to us to seduce us back into the world. But when we recognize that this third operation of the enemy is to seduce us to sin through tempting us, like he did the Lord Jesus, when he set him on the pinnacle of the temple and showed him all of the kingdoms of the world that represented money, it represented power, fame, but the Lord rejected all of that. He says, He said, It is written that you shall worship the Lord thy God and Him only shalt thou serve. The Lord Jesus was saying to the devil, I don't need any of your things. I already know who I am. I already know that I am victor. I already know that my Heavenly Father is the one that satisfies me. I will not be tempted to do any evil. That is our position as a victorious Christian. The fourth and last operation is based on deviation from the divine order. If the first operation of Satan is through lies as to our identity, our completeness, our wholeness in Christ Jesus. And the second operation of Satan and his demons to assault the Christian is based on fear to get us to doubt God, to get us to be afraid of the past, of the present or the future, get us to be afraid of the pain that we're being afflicted with from the enemy, some disorder, physical perhaps, getting us to give up, lose faith. If that's the second operation. And the third one is through temptation, actively, very forcibly, intentionally bringing all the pressure that he possibly could to make us to sin against God by indulging in some sin, either through the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. Contact us at prayer at 
That's prayer at lbflinternationalministries.org. Or you may phone us at 001-845-360-0534. Once again, 001-845-360-0534. You may write us at Bethel International Ministries, PO Box 966, Goshen, New York, 10924, USA. On the web, please visit us at www.lbethelinternationalministries.org.